Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous, it is Friday, May 27th, 2022. Coming right up, it is the Book of Psalms, chapter 75. Don't you dare miss it. But first, please consider all anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Make this your church. Make this your homesteading community. Make biblical literacy your identity. This is your call to action to get involved in the church administration today with whatever God-given talents you have. God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Go to CompanionChapel.com. Check out some of my videos I've been making lately. And I want to thank you very much for the donations. We'll be getting hydro here soon. Well, I will be me and my little doggy, Lana Del Rey. On June 7th, they've scheduled to hook up hydro. I've been here for years with no electricity or running water. Thank you so much for that. It all goes to the Companion Chapel to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. That's your part. That's your call to action. Thank you very much. If you're an electrician, you know how to hook up the outlets or whatever God-given talent you have. We need carpenters here, roofers, whatever. Make this your church. Make this your community. 77 acres of the most beautiful land in Huron County, right on the Sogging River at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The postal code here is N0G2N0. Now, turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Psalms chapter 75. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near, declare thy wonderful works. It denotes God's saving presence. And this is to say, and we shall call on thy name and declare thy works. And who can't see their works? We go right to Genesis chapter 1. Now, here's a guy, Moses, walking around in a pair of sandals wearing a sheet. It's not possible. It's not probable. It's absolutely no possible way that Moses could have run this timeline on the first page of your Bible. Now, I just did a video on this. You might want to check it out. Go to CompanionChapel.com and press on the YouTube button. Genesis chapter 1, the very first page of your Bible, part 1, part 2, part 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth became a desolate waste. And the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. And then God rejuvenated the earth. Now we know that the earth is billions of years old. We know that there was an ice age. And that's what happened 2 million years ago. And then 14,000 years ago, science has told us, true science, not Hollywood science, true science has told us the ice age started to recede. For 2 million years, for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, ice formed all the way to the equator at sea level. And the only way for that to happen was if the sun was blocked out for an extended period of time. Evolution is just an embarrassment to mankind to talk about and an abomination to God. God stopped planet Earth, all life on planet Earth. It became void and without form as it's written in the second verse of your Bible. That's in the, in the Hebrew language. That's tuhu bahu. Okay, that just means a desolate wasteland. There was no life. It was a snowball. True science will tell you that. Wiped out a super species like the dinosaurs. And so it says, declare thy wonderful works. And people always say, well, I can't see God's works. How can you not see the rejuvenation of the earth? You came from somewhere. How can you not see true science? They can't see true science because they're allowing themselves, their imaginations to be illuminated by the imaginations of Hollywood, Netflix, whatever. The global media, 
whatever they can get ratings, likes, subscriptions, algorithms off of people who will just sit there and just believe anything they see as long as it has a Hollywood influencer, some kind of celebrity. Oh, I identify with that guy. He was in my favorite movie. They'll just believe anything. There was an ice age for two, billion, for two million years. The earth is billions of years old. And we know that if evolution were true, there would have to be an infinite array of fossils and remains at every minute stage of transition from the single cell to all the species we see now and the species that have come and gone. Those fossils and remains only exist in people's imaginations. And it starts in Hollywood. Always remember... When people are saying, oh, we can't declare God's works, we can't see it. They're willingly ignorant. They're willingly ignorant. The glow, have you ever seen the glow on a mocker's face? It's illuminated by the deception of their own imaginative criticism. And that imaginative criticism is fueled by social media, mainstream media, Hollywood media. And they sit back and they criticize the very book they will be criticized by. They judge the very book they will be judged by. Declare thy wonderful works. Appreciate nature. It's not like what mankind does to nature. This fantasy of infinite growth is ecologically impossible. But mankind just sits around and thinks, the majority, not me, not you. Make money or make the world a better place. All's fair in business, even genocide, child labor, and raping and pillaging Mother Earth. Declare God's wonderful works. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. All God's ways are judgment. He's going to round us all up again. We'll be all back in our spiritual bodies very, very soon. Consider the affairs of time, infinity back, infinity forward, and this little flesh age won't even be a blip on the affairs of time just a little vapor of time as it's written in the book of james he'll judge all god's ways are judgment you go somewhere when you die because we came from somewhere and we see that from genesis chapter one go to the video and watch the timeline that runs through the bible god's trademark stamp of validity are the glossary threads that run through the bible the bible translates itself through the key words, idioms, metaphors, figures of speech, always translate within the Bible, contains its own glossary. The glossary threads that run through the Bible are God's trademark stamp of validity. The glossary threads that run through the Bible make up the structural fabric of the key of David itself. For us to understand, God will judge. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear the pillars of it. Okay, Selah. That means thought link here. God orchestrates the universe and he orchestrates this timeline and the affairs of time. He had to get rid of evil. And evil has to, evil, evil destroys itself. Evil destroys the wicked. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not up the horn. What is the horn? The horn means power in the Bible. Translate within the Bible means power, the power of the imagination. There are many ways that seemeth right unto mankind. Oh, they'll flatter you if you let them, but they lead to death. They lead to disillusionment, chaos, division, disorder. Look at planet Earth today. Fools, lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. Again, stiff neck. That's the power of a mocker and scoffer. Always lies with an accusation, never fact. 
They never come to an understanding of the science. They never come to an understanding of the argument. They don't understand the argument. They don't understand the science. Like we have modern science now. Remember, Moses is walking around in sandals and a sheet. It is impossible that he could have possibly known there was an ice age. And in Psalms chapter 90, it's spoken of. Second Peter chapter 3, again, it's spoken of. The world was out of the water, then it went in the water, then back out of the water. And the time frame, time stamp that God allows us, that God gives us, the time frame template, I should say, one day at the Lord is a thousand years. So you apply that to Genesis chapter 1 like I did it in the video. And I've never seen anybody teach it like this before. Ever. I did it in the, I made a video. The videos aren't very good because I don't have any electricity or proper lighting. But if you can help out with that, we can make this a great broadcasting community. But anyways, what we're talking about here is people that are just stubborn. That's egotism. And they're stubborn people. They just think they know better because they saw something on some shiny documentary or something produced to make you think a certain way. It's produced for ratings, algorithms, likes, subscriptions. For promotion come neither from the east, nor the west, nor the south. Isaiah chapter 14. God sits in the north, but Satan thinks he's going to sit above the stars. That's us. We are the stars. Personage. Stars is personage. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. God sits in the north. He is judge. He sits on top of the world. But that's where Satan wants to put his place. He thinks he's going to win this. He thinks he's going to have all of us. But evil eats itself up from inside out. Remember in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 15, God says, yeah, okay, Satan. I'm going to throw you down the sides of the pit. In other words, Satan, I'm going to mop you up in a bucket and slosh you down there. And anybody who wants to adhere to Satan, that's not anyone that wants to have attitudes that are not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, you go down there. And that's too bad. That's heart-wrenching to me. And it should be to you that so many of our brothers and sisters are going to end up on the hell side. And that's just horrible. Let go of these ways of attitudes of obscene entitlement over others. It's beyond all reasonables. 17, or verse 7 of Psalm 75, God is judge. He putteth one down and he setteth another up. What's he talking about? God knows how much affliction each of us needs to humble for the eternity. Give thanks for chastisement. He's trying to get your attention. God only loves those he chastises. He'll give some people a lot. Here's a dump truck full of money, buddy. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to help glorify and magnify and broadcast God's saving word? Are you going to have compassion on the planet and on the people? Or are you just going to go to the car dealership and load up your driveway full of ridiculous vehicles? Go to some investment portfolio and just say, Hey, here's some money. Our investment guy, banker. Sacrifice humanity for short-term profit. He's watching what you do with your money. And to those he doesn't give anything to, he gives you the basic necessities of life. Give thanks. Puts one down, puts another up. Gives people opportunities. He's watching what they do with it. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is a full mixture. He poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. This is easy, okay? God's not sitting there with the ball of baby duck going, yeah, I'm drinking this. Ready? The wine is written, although it's foaming. It's a foaming cup, full mixture. Now, people will say to me, oh, that doesn't make sense. It contradicts chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. Well, let's just go there because it doesn't say full mixture there. 
It says in Revelation 14, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his right hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. And over here in Psalm 75, it says with mixture. A full mixture, I should say. It's a full mixture. This means without compromise is what it means in Revelation chapter 14. Okay, who has that cup? God's in control. We know from the book of Jeremiah. And I'm going to flip over to chapter 17 of the book of Revelation here. And let's just see. And, he's, and chapter 17. And now I forget where it is. But anyway, that cup. I think it's chapter 18. That cup is in, uh, yeah, anyways, it's the cup of wrath. It's, it's the cup that's the ways and things of the world. It's called the beast systems. It just means the dangerous trap. It's a dangerous thing to get into. That's what that means. If you want into the dangerous things that are going to run you into hell, then if some people will just wring them out. It's all about greed, gluttony, and attitudes of obscene entitlement over providence, over God's family, your brothers and sisters, and over uh, Mother Nature's right to survive. Mother Nature's right to thrive. God made the earth in the beginning God created in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. A self-sustaining planet of perpetual life created in spectacular order and beauty. A crown jewel of the universe. But through greeds and gluttonies, mankind's just destroying it. And they'll wring it out to the very end. It's like the fossil fuel industry now. Oh, people think the fossil fuel industry is winding down for this green energy thing. That's a total lie. Absolute lie. It's the same toxic industrial process to get the green energy. It's not green at all anyway. But I declare, but people will wring it out just for their own personal profit. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises unto the God of Jacob. The God of Jacob, of the 12 tribes of Israel, who were supposed to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world. That's your calling. That's the great commission from our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, whomsoever will, the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Okay? People don't want to believe because they don't want to obey. But we do. We submit with an unquestioned obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, Lord Jesus Christ, I surrender my entire existence to you. Please cleanse me with your Holy Spirit. Please wrap me in your vesture, cover me in your veil. Please hold my hand, my Lord Jesus Christ. You are the only one worthy. You suffered for us and you didn't have to. You didn't have to come down here knowing you would be nailed to a board and suffer like that, but he did. It was the only way to defeat death and defeat evil by not compromising with evil. So Jesus Christ could say in John chapter, I forget, Satan, you got nothing on me. And now that you mopped the floor with me, and now that my blood spilled, I have the universal right to set up a kingdom of heaven that is universally legit, valid, and bonafide that will not accommodate evil. Jesus Christ defeated death by not compromising with it. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. And he did that for us. The very darling soul, a piece of the very darling soul, a father himself was in the Lord Jesus Christ. The darling soul, Psalms 22, Psalms 35. Manifest a lower lower than the angels for us. 
He's our teacher, our master, our rabbi, our wonderful counselor. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. He did not compromise with evil. Suffered for us to set up a place for us. The ministry of salvation's doors are open. The Savior is there, your Redeemer, your Deliverer, our kinsman Redeemer for whomsoever will. He loved us so much, he did not have to manifest a little lower than the angels and take the lowest earthly position. He's innocent, not guilty. And every time we sin, we nail him back to that cross. But he forgives. Upon repentance, that means a change of heart. We were all cast to the earth here. Revelation 12.4 We are the stars. We are the one-third that are cast to the earth. We followed Satan. The other two-thirds are up there in the aloft, in the firmament, in the heaven, watching us. They want their brothers and sisters back. God wants his children back. He sent his Lord Jesus Christ, his righteous right hand, his only begotten son, first and foremost in importance, to come and get his children, whomsoever will. Don't let Satan, the schoolmaster of the world, the treasure of the world, superimpose on your psyche, on your entire being, the corrupt ways of destruction of the world. You can see the planet today. Can you see God's wonderful works? Can you see Satan's wonderful works? Brutal, annihilating humanity, destroying this jewel of a universe. God created a planet of perpetual life and spectacular order and beauty. Self-sustaining planet. God is the creator, mankind is the exterminator. Jesus Christ is our savior, our way out. Let's get out of these reduced and restricted bodies. You have to come to terms with what's inside of you that is not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. You have to confront it and correct it. And then, only then, can Father reconcile you through Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you very much for listening. Contact me at companionchapel at gmail.com or you can text me 519-706-8876 or better yet, come on out to number 338, side row 28-29, Homesteading Community, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G2N0. Listen, I want to thank you very much for listening. Help promote this podcast, share this podcast. If you can help me out with the basic necessities of life, my environmental and nutritional requirements are not really being met. If you can help out, go to companionchapel.com. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.